Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. Hello. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. It's crazy to think how fast the year has gone. And we're in week four of our Advent journey toward Christmas. Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means arrival. And Christmas is the time in which we remember the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So over the last few weeks, we've been looking at how Jesus brings hope, faith, and joy into our lives. And today we are looking at peace. In the book of Luke chapter 2, we read of the birth of Jesus. And just after that, from verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. Philip Yancey in his book, The Jesus I Never Knew, writes of Jesus' birth and says, The God who created matter took shape within it as an artist might become a spot on a painting or a playwright, a character within his own play. God wrote a story only using real characters on the pages of real history. The Word became flesh. Jesus was born in human flesh, and he grew up like any other human. Yet he came to fulfill a purpose beyond humanity. And as he came to the end of his life in human flesh, there was a moment where he was speaking with his disciples, and he told them in John chapter 14, verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The first thing that was clear is that Jesus was leaving. So it would have made sense for the disciples to understand these words as suggestive of leave-taking. In the Jewish culture at the time, men said to each other when they met and parted, Shalom, Shalom, which means peace, peace. But Jesus then separates his peace from the familiar Shalom, When he says, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. It's more than a leave-taking shalom. You see, peace on earth was the angel's message when they announced his birth. Peace to you was Jesus' own greeting because he would return victorious from the grave after defeating death on the cross. You see, Jesus wasn't saying to his disciples, I'm wishing you peace. He was saying, I am your peace. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14, it says, For he himself is our peace. And that peace is both of mind and heart, as Jesus said. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. 
Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 tells us that the mind is where transformation begins. And Proverbs 4, verse 23 tells us the heart is where life comes from. So resurrection life comes from the heart and converts into the work of the hands through the renewal of our minds. That's why after the decision to become a follower of Jesus... Uh, We are called to be disciples through the teaching of his word that renews the way we think so the new life in our hearts can be expressed through our hands in service to others. We're told to guard our hearts in Proverbs 4.23 where it says, Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. The heart condition plays a role in our destiny. And we're told to discipline our minds in Romans 12 verse 2, when it writes, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind and heart determine the course of our lives. Author Stephen Arcovey spoke of our minds saying, Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. So how may Jesus' peace in our minds and hearts impact our destiny if we would only embrace it in its fullness? Now, in John chapter 14 that we read earlier, Jesus declared he would be the peace in the disciples' lives after leaving them. And now in chapter 20 that we're going to look at from the book of John, Jesus had left them being crucified, defeating death and being raised from the dead. And we see something interesting happen here in John chapter 20, verse 19 to 21. It says that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Here we see the disciples filled with fear that was driving their destiny. The men that had been called to the purpose of taking the good news of salvation to others were locked up in containment, afraid of being persecuted. And in their fear, Jesus suddenly appears, displaying what he promised, that he himself would be their peace. Manifesting among them, his presence was confirming that he was their peace. And at that moment, the men that were driven by fear, that could have sabotaged their destiny, experienced joy, and were told to not remain contained by fear, but to go out and live their purpose, sent by Jesus. The disciples needed to position their faith in God being with them when they were afraid of the persecution that came with their calling. The fear in their hearts needed to be replaced by faith in God's presence, and the thoughts in their minds of being alone and abandoned had to be renewed by understanding that God was with them. And when this happened, they experienced a peace and a confidence to go and fulfill their purpose, even in the face of persecution, because that peace they experienced transcended human understanding. Philippians 4, 6-7 says to us, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. 
peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The heart and mind will be guarded by his peace. When we have a peace that exceeds what we can understand, we can persevere through processes that don't make sense. And this was the experience the disciples had. From this point, they went on moving in the power of God and living out the destiny and purpose to which they were called. And the peace of God kept their hearts and minds so that they weren't held back by their fear. In Psalm 23 verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Our confidence and peace in the face of persecution comes from God's presence with us. It says in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley, even though, not until I know. Yet so often we live with an until I know mentality. God, until I know that everything's going to be okay, I'm not going to have peace. God, until I know that I have what I need, how can I step out and do what you've called me? Until I know, so often we live with this until I know mentality. Yet when we embrace the presence of God and his peace, we rather say even though. You see, my peace is found in God's presence, not necessarily my enemy's absence. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I can be free from fear, even though I face my foe, because God is with me. This is my peace. And if I'm free of fear, it's no longer driving my decision and determining my destiny. You see, when I'm no longer driven by my fear, presence of my enemy cannot contain me or my calling. In fact, verse 5 of Psalm 23, after walking through the valley of the shadow of death without fear, says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God's table of provision, purpose, and prosperity is unleashed without containment in every area of your life when you're living in the peace of his presence. Whether in the doctor's rooms, the depths of depression, the lack of finances, or the pain of a failed relationship. It may not make sense, but neither does his peace. Because like he says, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. And as Paul writes, that you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Let's not miss the table God may be preparing in the presence of our enemies because we have not embraced his peace. You see, you're either going to react to the presence of your enemies with fear or respond with a peace transcending understanding in the presence of God. And so my question for you is where do you need to acknowledge God in a place of persecution or the presence of your enemies? In Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, it speaks about the birth of Jesus. And it says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us in the face of our foes. God with us in the presence of persecution. God with us in the valley of the shadow of death. The birth of Jesus meant 
he could bring heavenly peace beyond understanding into the confusing pain of our humanity. God with us. I pray that today you would acknowledge God in the places of persecution in the presence of your enemies and that you would experience his provision and his purposes regardless of your circumstances as he prepares a table for you. The next podcasts to be uploaded on our website and on our iTunes account will only be done in the new year. And so as we end 2019, Southside pray and trust that you would experience the joy of God in every circumstance, understanding that your joy is not found in something but someone. We pray that you would experience a deep faith and trust in God, whereby you could trust his heart even when you can't trace his hand. That you would experience a hope that is certain and is not just wishful thinking. That you would see your battles in the context of a war that is already won through Christ. And that you would experience his peace that would transcend all understanding, guarding your minds and hearts in Jesus. That you would walk into your destiny and all God has for you. That you would know God closely in intimate relationship. That you would find freedom internally regardless of your external constraints. That you would live out of discovering your purpose instead of just buckling into the pressures of the world around you. And that you would make a difference knowing that your human experience carries eternal significance.